Welcome back to another episode of Be Great with Nate. In today's podcast, we're going to be going over how root canals can be causing your health issues. This is part two. With this podcast today, I'm going to be updating you ever since I took my tooth out. I'm going to tell you everything that happened, everything that I, I have a list of things. I have a list of things that I noticed that was super beneficial. I can't wait to share with you. Along with that, I'm going to tell you things that I also struggle with um, after taking the tooth out. So for those who don't know, just a quick recap, I made a podcast episode two weeks ago, right the day that I was getting my tooth pulled. I did a podcast on all the things that I've been struggling with. I'll link that podcast down below just in case. But I was just a short little story. I was struggling with weight, energy. I had this crazy amount of heart pain. I can't tell you this heart pain I was having, the the amount of stress it brought me. Um, I couldn't drink a lot of coffee. Um, if I had one bad eating day with just too much sugar, it was terrible. I thought it was magnesium. I thought it was potassium deficiency. I tried everything. I went to the doctor. I did blood work. Nobody can figure out what was going on with my heart. And um, I gained so much weight in the last three years. My energy has been super off and I just went through a lot of struggle. So I came across uh, root canals from Dr. Weston A. Price, his studies with root canals and how root canals can be causing many issues. Uh, Dr. Weston A. Price was uh, doing root canals back in the early 1900s. And if you don't know who Dr. Weston A. Price is, I have everything listed down below in the description for you with all the details, with all the references that I'm speaking about. And I also put that in part one of this podcast. But long story short, Weston A. Price, he started to see his patients come back with arthritis or just diseases, kidney disease, heart disease. And he sat there one day and thought, maybe it's the root canal procedure. Even though they were taught that the tooth is 100% sterile and it's bacteria free, he, he had second thoughts on that. So he started pulling the teeth out of his patients and then stitching it onto rabbits. And whatever disease the patient had, the rabbit had. So he started to see that the that it wasn't true that these root canal tooths become a host for bacteria because it's considered a dead organ in the body, which we never allow any dead organs to stay in the body because they can become a host for bacteria and cause focal infections. So I have all that down below. But one thing that I want to share with you today that I did not share with you on um, the last podcast is with Dr. Weston A. Price, he saw a after doing all the tests with rabbits and humans, the blood work of people that struggle with a root canal um, or have a root canal, um, he saw common things come back with blood work. And I'm going to link this down below. And I'm also going to refer the page in the book, The Root Canal Cover-Up. Uh, Dr. Weston A. Price noticed a couple things. Number one, he noticed that the fasting blood sugar was always high. So what that means is, and this explains a lot to me, and I'll get more into this as we go on the podcast. But he noticed that the patients in rabbits had high fasting glucose. So people that struggle with high fasting glucose are more likely like diabetics or people that are on uh, prescription drugs uh, for cortisol, for an example. These things can affect your blood sugar. Um, and one of the reasons why I think the blood sugar was high is because when there's an infection in the body, the body goes through the sympathetic nervous system and increases blood sugar from the result of fight or flight, right? When the body gets stressed, it turns on the sympathetic nervous system, which is also known as the fight or flight. And the fight or flight requires sugar. 
So I believe that's the reason. That's my hypothesis. Um, there, that that's not what he, Dr. Weston A. Price said. He just showed the results of the blood work that he had, and fasting blood sugar was one of them. Number two, the alkaline levels in these people are very low, meaning that their body is very acidic, acidosis. Um, most of the people had a very acidic body, which I believe, which was one of the reasons why I was called on to increase my vegetables these last couple of months and start to feel a little better. Uh, number three, um, the uric acid was very high in people that had um, the root canal procedure done with the blood work of the patients. Uh, number three, I mean, number four is going to be rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, the cartilage in the joints were deteriorating. Another one is ionic calcium. Available calcium in the body was very low. And then another one was the white blood cells increased in patients and rabbits by 58%. So this is on page 35 of the root canal cover-up, which I found actually for free on the internet. It was a free PDF. And I believe that it went through an institute that was allowed to give it for free. And the good thing about it is I'm going to link that down below just in case you don't have the funds to pay for the book or you want it right away. There's a free PDF that I'm going to put down below that I found on the internet. So those couple of things explain a lot to me, to be quite honest with you. And I think when I pull you through the list of things that I immediately noticed, um, I'm very excited to share the, the combination and the correlation between those blood, blood results. So here's a list of things that I noticed, and some of them I noticed immediately as soon as I took my tooth out. So I went to a holistic dentist, and I went to go take my tooth out. I actually wanted to take the tooth home because I wanted to study it. And the dentist said it's against the law for me to take that tooth since it was infected. Uh, the root canal was infected. So uh, they told me I can take a video of it. So I took a video of it, and I will be making a blog about this, combining both of these podcast episodes uh, along with this journey with you, because I'm going to announce a journey I'm going to be sharing with you along with this. And I would be uploading those pictures. Now, I also plan to do a YouTube presentation about this stuff. And I will have the pictures there as well with that, the x-ray that I told you about, because the root canal tooth infected my sinus cavity too. So it was a huge infection. And I can't tell you, I worked with a couple of clients who came across this podcast and listened to it. And they went and they have root canals done and most of them went to a, a holistic dentist and did a 3D x-ray and saw that they all had an infected sinus cavity. Actually, I had a few of them that just got sinus surgery for their infection and, and it was on the same side as the root canal procedure where the root canal procedure was done. So let me start by saying this. I don't want to make this podcast by scaring you. The, the goal is not to scare you, right? Because here's the truth. I have another root canal tooth that was done last year on the bottom left here. And they did a tremendous amount of 3D x-rays with my whole mouth and also x-rays with that tooth. And it's indeed not infected. Now, I'm not saying what they're starting to see is that bacteria is starting to get in there. Uh, and the, the person who did that root canal was a, a dentist in Los Angeles. And he was one of the best dentists in Los Angeles. And they say he did a great job, but <clears throat> it's just the nature of root canal. So I, I, it, I don't feel, I don't, I don't think it's affecting me today as much as the other one. The other one, I had it for three years. The, the, the one that I'm speaking about now that I have in my mouth, I had for one year. So 
we, I don't want to wait too long. I'm not ready to pull it out today. I'm going to be pulling out and eventually, but I just want to make that um, statement. And the book, The Root Canal Cover-Up, and what Dr. Weston A. Price suggests is that some people can get a root canal done and have a really strong immune system where they're, they don't have any symptoms, okay? So I just want to make that clear. My goal is not to come here and try to scare you and try to you know manipulate you or make you believe everything I'm saying. No, I'm bringing my story and I'm sharing my story. And I'm so happy that some other people that have been struggling with so many problems are noticing the connection after listening to the podcast, going through all the references and getting their x-rays done and starting to see, wow, this thing, all the side effects that I've been having are directly connected to this root canal procedure. So I just wanted to make that clear. The first thing that I felt immediately, um, I think one of the things that really pushed me want to get this done is just becoming a lot more aware of it. There was a part of me that was extremely stubborn. I don't, there's a part of me in life that I'm, I'll know that something is a possibility, but before I dive into it and be, you know, I believe it, I put myself through a tremendous amount of test and that stubbornness can actually harm me sometimes. Sometimes it's, I believe there's a benefit to it, but then sometimes I believe that it can be a side effect. And I must say, I waited three years. I was aware of this for, I, I learned about it at the Czech Institute just to be cautious of dental health because it can cause a whole bunch of problems in the body like mercury fillings and things like that. But I I knew about Dr. Weston A. Price. I knew about these things, but I never dived in. I never thought it can be it. And 2021 is where I really started to think, wow, this tooth can be the problem. 2022, I kind of had a gut feeling that it was 100% the tooth. But I think when the heart pain came and more of the pain came and more of the um, just exhaustion increased, I got to a point where I was like, you know what? I think this is it. So the first step that I did is I re-researched everything and I actually read the whole book of the root canal cover-up. And then when I sat down, which is what has been very tough for me to do, is sitting down and reading one thing, and I'll explain why in this podcast. It really gave me awareness, especially when I found out that the bacteria that invade the root canal tooth, the favorite organ is the heart. And as soon as I read that, I think it was chapter 10 or one of the last chapters, I was blown away and I was like, okay, I'm ready to do this. So the heart pain was my biggest concern. Now, I've been depressed, to be quite honest with you. I said that my life, when I looked outside, everything was black and white. You can bring me to the best place in the world. And I, I had to force myself to be excited about good things. I just didn't feel anything. I don't know if that makes sense, but it was like black and white. My life was black and white. So, um, and then I wait. I had my energy. I could not work out. If I work out and I do one heavy set, I was the division one football player. Um, I was 9% body fat right before I had the procedure done in 2019. I love working out. Working out was medicine for me. It was a sign. It was just my discipline that I did. I learned it from men from prison when I was a young uh, teenager from my, my stepfather and my cousins who just came out of prison. And it was a way for me to control my anger. It was a way for me to protect myself growing up in a ghetto. And um, I just couldn't work out anymore. So there was a whole bunch of issues that started to occur. And last but not least, I gained about 70 pounds, which is embarrassing, to be quite honest. When I was asked to do certain interviews for certain magazines with some of the celebrity clients that I had, I didn't want to get behind the camera because I felt like I was a fake practitioner. I'm like, yo, how am I helping all these people lose weight, get better, and I'm working, I'm depressed, and I'm fat. 
just to be quite honest with you, I'm just being real. That was going through my mind. And I just couldn't figure out why. I'll fa- I couldn't fast anymore. I was always low energy. My digestion was all over the place. And, and I, I was like, oh, I have adrenal fatigue. This would make me really dive into adrenal fatigue. I was like, oh, I have adrenal fatigue. I have every sign of adrenal fatigue. And I tried everything and nothing worked. So the day that I went to go pull out this tooth, um, I was quite nervous, to be honest with you. But then I, after becoming way more aware that this is going to be, this is most likely the problem that I'm dealing with, I was excited to get this thing out of me. Now, I had a great dentist, did a great job numbing me. Uh, I didn't feel anything. I just felt pressure. When the tooth was coming out, this is something I want to share. When the tooth was coming out, for the past six to seven months, um, I, I had this heart pain, but I was struggling with, you ever have one of those pens where you trick your friend as a kid and as the, you go, here, write your name, and they go click on the pen and they, they get a little electric, you know, they get zapped a little bit. I want you to imagine taking that pen and pushing it into the scapula, your upper back. To, so the back, the, the left scapula of my body, the upper left part of my back, directly connected to the heart. I felt like someone was pressing a pen in my back and I was having like this little electrical thing happening. And I noticed that uh, certain foods would make that worse. Dairy would make that electric, that electric feeling. Dairy was also hurt, hurting my heart. Uh, some uh, red meat was creating that. Processed sugar was creating that. Fruit was creating that. So it was very difficult to figure out what was causing this. So when they were pulling out my tooth, and first they had to shave it down, they had to do a whole bunch of things, but when they started to pull it out, for one, when they were shaving it down, that thing smelled disgusting. I'm just going to keep it real with you. It smelled. It was rotten. So when they were shaving it down, you had all that bacteria coming out and the smell, whatever the case may be. But as they was pulling it out, I felt it coming down little by little by little by little. And as it was coming out, I started to cry. And I don't know what the hell was going on, but I actually started to, I had some tears come down. Now, I didn't make a face or nothing. I just had these tears. And it was two reasons. Number one, I, I never expected to feel sad about losing a tooth until I was losing my tooth, until I was, it, it, they were pulling it out. I actually felt like I was losing a part of me. I don't know where it came from. I, I never even thought about that until it was actually, the process was being done. Number two, I felt joy. I felt like, yo, if this is the thing that has been robbing me for my, my life for the last three years, I'm so happy I figured it out. I'm so happy that this can be a solution to my problems. Now, remember that little pain I was telling you? As if you press down on the pen, you get that little zap. That zapping feeling increased like 100% in my back, my heart, in my neck, the back of my neck. And it was like, it was like this weird zapping as they were pulling it out. And as they pulled it out, they officially pulled it out. The zapping went away. Now, if you study teeth, they connect with a meridian of the body. So each tooth connects with basically a, a tooth can travel up to five miles, right? The, the vein, I mean, the, the nerves that connect to it. But each tooth has its own route through the body. And my tooth was 100% connected to C15, which was the C15 tooth was connected to my adrenals and my thyroid and my um, bladder. 
So immediately when they pulled this thing out, I felt a huge, like my, that heart pain disappeared. I get done. I take videos of it. As I'm walking out, my fiance is waiting for me. She's like, you okay? Is your mouth okay? And I'm like, I had this cotton ball in my mouth. I'm like, the heart pain went away. So I was so excited that the heart pain went away. I got in the car. I had to go to CVS. I did have to take antibiotics. First time taking antibiotics in like 10 years. But I did take the antibiotics to make sure, because I had an infection. This infection is going through my body. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to take the antibiotics and then repopulate my gut microbiome. And I was in a car and I was waiting for them to fill the prescription. And, you know, my fiance and I was talking and I said, I know I, 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 this may be a placebo effect, but I feel like my brain is working again. I used to always say my brain's not working. I said, I feel so much more calm and I feel like my brain's working and I feel like this heart pain was away. But I was like, it may be the placebo effect. Let me give it time. The pain, when the numbing went down, the pain that I was working with and I was uh, de dealing with, and I, and I put this on to the list of things that I'm struggling with or I struggled with, was not the tooth or the area the tooth was extracted from. It was more of my sinus. So right here under my cheekbone, I had all this pain that went through under my cheek into my ear. And I told you that that part was infected, but it never gave me pain. One day I woke up with ear pain, but I never had this. This pain was so painful. So one thing that helped it was just massaging around my, um, uh, um, you know, uh, under my cheekbone, the sinus cavity, right? So I was just massaging that and it felt a lot better. But so here's, let me just get to the list. Number one, heart pain. I feel I haven't had the heart pain since I took this tooth out. It was just weird heart pain. It was... It was like, I don't know how to explain it. It felt like blood flow wasn't getting through my heart or whatever the case may be. But when you study the root canal cover-up, you'll see the connection between root canals and, and heart disease. Number two, tingling hands and feet and scapula. So I told you my upper left part of the back was always like this tingle sensation. Well, my hands and feet used to get pins and needles every day. And the pins and needles went away. And I, I, I am very cautious because I know I can have blood sugar problems. And I know blood sugar problems will cause tingling hands and feet. I'm not sure if the tingling hands and feet were coming from the increased levels of blood sugar that I probably struggle with, according to Dr. Weston A. Price, or I'm not sure if these came from just the amount of toxins my body was dealing with. But I noticed one thing that used to help with this tingling is I used to put a big um, detox drink together. And as soon as I drank it, I noticed a, a, like a 20% increase in energy with, you know, at... 20% out of 100%. So I was working with like 10, 15% of energy. And then if I drink this detox tea, my energy would go up about 20% along with this tingling going away. But this tingling was almost like everyday thing. Sometimes it would wake me up in the middle of the night, or if I'm sitting and I'm writing the book, I would have this tingling. It was, you know, it was very weird. And I could have sworn it was, um, you know, diabetes, but my blood sugar never goes above 120, which, you know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know, but I, it went away. Number three, this one's a big one, um, along with the heart pain, brain fog. Brain fog is no longer my problem. Brain fog is no longer my problem. I can't, I can't explain it to you. It is crazy to me. Um, I no longer have a depressed mood or a view 
on my life anymore. So I can actually appreciate color again and metaphorically. So I'm way more calm. I'm way more, I feel like I left my, I, I know it sounds crazy to some people, but it's like you ever get sick and you feel like you, you're not yourself, right? Like you get like a flu. Uh, you just feel like you're not yourself. It felt like I, I, my true self hasn't been a part of this experience for three years. And I hope I don't sound too exaggerating here, but um, I, I, I'm, I promise you, this is how I feel. Um, next one, fasting. Oh my God, I, don't, I only eat one meal a day. And I'm not saying for you to do the same, but this is what I built you know, my, my, my weight loss off last time. I would just fast all day and I love fasting. I had all the benefits of fasting. And um, I'll fast to like 5 to 7 p.m. each day. I'll have an espresso and some electrolytes, but I'll fast. But I was not able to fast for three years. And I wasn't able to fast for three years to the point where I used to sit down with myself and used to say to myself, yo, was I wrong about fasting? I used to teach about fasting since a freshman in college. I used to argue with my professors in college about the benefits of fasting and how insulin resistance causes weight gain and all these things. And then I sat here for the last three years, like, yo, I think I was wrong about this whole thing. I can't fast. Fasting makes me sick. Fasting makes me weak. Fasting makes me tired. And then, no, it's not true. Fasting, when someone is under, has blood sugar problems, specifically um, an infection like I did, or um, high levels of cortisol, and you fast, that can be pretty, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to overwhelm the body with stress, right? So fasting is you put your body on the stress, right? The sympathetic nervous system is activated to create its own glucose. And then therefore, after you do that for a while, you may tap into keto, um, you know, ketosis. But I couldn't fast. It was not, I just could not fast, my friend. I was starving. If I didn't eat something, no, it, it, it's not even the starving point. It's the energy. My mental energy would leave my, it, it was terrible. I would wake up in the morning and I'll have my espresso, I'll have my electrolytes, and my energy is just so down that I, if I didn't eat, I would not be able to operate. I, I was eating for energy more than just eating because I was hungry. I was just, I was eating for energy. So I would make me like a steak at like seven in the morning, eight in the morning. It was crazy. But um, I'm able to fast and I have so much energy. So that's the next one. Oh, so I, I want to make sure um, I state this. I could fast again with no problems. I believe this is Dr. Weston A's um, prices proof of blood sugar being high. So I was having major blood sugar problems during this whole last three years. And I, I had blood sugar problems and I'll, I'm going to announce more of that in the next page, but I had blood sugar problems. So I'm not going to act like I didn't have blood sugar problems before this whole situation. I did, but it was to the point where if I had like a donut or something like that, I felt the effects so bad. But now for the last three years, it was just a, um, a, a piece of f- fruit or anything that I had that had a little bit of carbohydrates took me so much. It took me out, but I just couldn't fast. I, the fasting was just, I used to be able to fast and I had blood sugar problems. I could not fast. I know you probably heard enough. I couldn't fast, but I just wanted to make that a, a statement. The next one is energy, mental, physically, emotion, uh, emotionally. And spiritually, my energy is is back. My energy 
is back. I feel like myself again. And I notice some of the side effects from having my energy back, which I'm going to be getting into in a minute. Digestion. Oh my God. So one thing that really pushed me to dive in specifically to everything about dream fatigue, everything about digestion, everything about everything is because my body was so hyper-stressed that I noticed the effects of foods or environments or feelings 10 times more than normal, which then gave me this enthusiasm to study certain experts and fields to be able to... So this actually kind of was a benefit from my coaching because I, was, I, was, I would have never been able to directly get to someone's root cause as fast as I did now if I did, didn't go through all these crazy health problems. It, it was weird. But the, I'm not trying to be uh, rude here or nasty, but I'm just going to keep it real. I would have a great bowel movement and then nothing changed in my diet, but soft, loose stool was something that I struggled with for three years. I took the best enzymes in the world. I got I took the best um, stomach acid supplements in the world. Everything. I had perfect digestion before this. Um, after learning about how to make my digestion great, I had great digestion, right? When I became a, a holistic practitioner after graduating from college, didn't have any problems with digestion. That was always like a, a great thing that I, I used to be proud about. No, for three years, soft, loose stools, they're gone. No longer have those. And I used to go multiple times a day. I'm not trying to be nasty. I'm just being honest with you. Um, sometimes five, six times a day. Um, no, don't, I don't, I no longer have that anymore. So for the last, and I wanted to make this update literally like after like two, three days after I had the procedure done, but I, I thought it I have to be respectful to science. And I know that we, when you test something, you have to make sure it's not a placebo because a placebo is very powerful. The body thinks the mind is God. So if you start saying that you feel better, you'll start feeling better. So I want to give it, uh, first I wanted to give it one week and then I was like, you know what, let me give it two. Today makes two weeks. The next one, cravings for carbs, sugar is gone. So I'm very, I, I'm very disciplined. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. That's one thing that I lost 100% during this process. Carbs and sugar. And when I say carbs, I don't mean McDonald's. I don't mean Chick-fil-A. No, I mean like a banana. Like I would, I would crave sugar because my body was just burning so much sugar without a doubt. Um, now, or, or, or I would be, I know that I'm going to have side effects from it, but it was like a manipulation. I needed a little bit of sugar cause I, I felt so drained. So I'll get a little bit of sugar, have a little bit of side effects from it, um, or throw a little bit of rice, which, or some, some type of form of carbohydrate, which then would make me dance. My, my fiance is like, babe, I don't know what to cook for you. Because one day you can eat, you know, a little bit of rice. Next day you can't eat any rice. And I was all over the place because I was always trying to manage based on how my body felt. And it made me very inconsistent in how, how you do anything is how you do everything. So it showed up in multiple places in my life. I don't even think about food anymore. I was thinking about food. I was scared not to have food around when this energy dropped. And, I, and I'm talking about food as far as for energy. I was craving carbs and sugar for energy. I wasn't craving it because it's something I wanted to really eat, to be honest with you. That was my struggle growing up. I kind of got over that. It was really like, oh man, I'm scared that I'm not going to have energy. But I don't even think about food anymore. Um, I have one big meal, a big salad with some beef um, with a whole bunch of other things in it. And um, 
I'm, now I'm worrying about I have to deto- I continue to give my body the proper nutri- uh, uh, nutrients to detoxify. Sleep. For some reason, especially in the last like four or five months, I, I started going to sleep around like 11, 12 o'clock. That is something I just don't do. I'm one that gets to bed by 9, 30, 10. Um, I just couldn't. I'll go to, I'll lay in the bed and I'll just be wide awake. Or I was having pain. My arm would go numb on me. Um, my, I, there was one point that I was having this really bad uh, calf and Achilles cramping at night. So I couldn't sleep. My feet would cramp on me. It was all weird stuff, to be honest with you. Um, but and then the habitu- it became habitual for me. I would just go to bed around 11 or 12. Uh, but sleep, no. I'm ready to go to bed at 9, 30, 10. I feel great when I go in my bed. I sleep without a problem. I sleep throughout the night like a baby. And I'm waking up again at 4.30. That's one of the things that make me very happy. So right now, I'm making this podcast episode with for you at 7 in the morning. Man, I used to start it. I started to have to wake up around. If I woke up at 6, I needed at least an hour just to wake up. No, I woke up at 4.30 today. I've been waking up at 4.30 with no problem. Just And I'm ready to get to work. I'm ready to go work out. I'm ready to make podcasts. I'm ready to write my book. I actually wrote eight chapters of my book in two weeks. Now, it's the first draft, but it's a very strong first draft. I wrote eight chapters in two weeks. Since I got this tooth pulled, I wrote eight chapters. I just have my, I'm back. I feel like I'm back. So sleep is better. Physical stress and anxiety. I'm able to work out long and hard again. I used to gas out with one heavy set. And I look forward to training again. So I used to say to myself, if I go in a gym and I train, I'm, I won't have energy for the rest of the day because it's true. I'll have to lay down for the rest of the day. So I used to have to negotiate with myself. What's more important, going in there and making a podcast episode or going work out? I only could do one. I only have energy for one. And that's how my life turned out for the last three years. And when I would go in a gym, I would lift heavy. I used to, I lift heavy my whole life. If I go in that gym and lift heavy, I'm done. I'm dizzy. And I'm done. I just couldn't. It was like the I couldn't lift weights as heavy. I just I couldn't. So the amount of stress that the body gets under, I I I, I, t- I taught you this a couple, probably like eight nine months ago. When the body's under a lot of stress, training is becoming you're cat- you're going into a catabolic state. You're breaking that muscle tissue. That's stressful to the body. When the body's extremely stressed from an infection or from, you know, uh, dysbiosis, whatever the case may be, just extremely stressed, or even environmental stress. The body doesn't, you won't have enough energy to break down more because the body's already too stressed. So if you push your body even more, you become even more stressed. So the body will start giving out on you. And that's exactly what's happened with me when I was training. So actually, before I had this procedure done, I was and before COVID, I had the procedure done like three months right before COVID, which made things crazier for me, right? Um, right before I had the procedure done, I was my I had a client that was running a half marathon, and I was training her to get ready for this half marathon, and she didn't know, but I was going to run it with her. I never ran a half marathon before, so I would train every night, uh, and I run about seven, eight miles, and uh, so I would lift heavy, and then I would run like seven, eight miles. And I I was ready for that half marathon. And she didn't know I was going to surprise her. Like I said, it was going to be February of 2020. And COVID happened. Uh, no, I'm lying to you. Oh, yes, it was going to be February 2020. Uh, but since COVID was happening, I think, in overseas, uh, they, 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 they this company 
picked it up pretty fast before everything shut down in March, but it was in February. So I say that to say, I used to work eight, nine hours just with one-on-one clients during the day. I used to build my website four or five in the morning, study for my certifications, work eight, eight, nine hours, and then go to the gym, train, and then go run six to eight miles. I had energy, baby. I was, I, 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 this was the thing I used to do. No, not the last three years. That was out the window. Um, but as you can see, I said physical stress and anxiety, physical anxiety. Because one of the things I'm struggling with is mental anxiety, which I'll explain to you in a minute. No more social anxiety on being antisocial. I used to stress about not having enough energy to do things or give energy away to others. So if my dad called me, he wanted to go to the movie today and I had four clients or five clients, I knew I won't have energy to go to the movies. I know that sounds crazy, but in a simple, but I did not have the energy to get in a car. I, I used to stress about, oh my God, I got to drive there. I got to sit there. What time am I going to get back? My, my social anxiety was through the roof. And a lot of people automatically assume I'm an extrovert. I'm pretty good at, you know, presentations and things like that. But I'm very introverted, to be honest with you. I love being alone. I crave being alone. Uh, there's like two, I'm gonna have like a Gemini energy to me, but um, I'm a Cancer, but I have like this Gemini in, um, energy to me that there's a part of me that wants to be out there with people, but there's another part I don't want to be bothered. I, I would, I'm like a hermit. I want to study. I want to perfect my craft. I want to challenge myself. And uh, social anxiety was <laughs> terrible. Um, doing better with dairy and meats without supplements. So remember that pain I was getting? Uh, I kind of took dairy out. I kind of, I was playing around with different, usually my, my staple in my diet was red meat. I was having, I told you guys for like two years, I remember I made a podcast last year saying, um, I just can't have red meat no more. I'm not sure if I have an allergy towards it. I just can't have red meat. And I take all the supplements and I had a couple of you actually reach out to me and tell me where to get my meats and stuff. And I, we went back and forth and I was telling you, no, I get my meat from a local farmer that's organic and grass fed. I go to the farm and get the meat. I just can't eat it. It just messes me up. So um, I say all that to say, no, it's not a problem. I'm able to eat my red meat again. And I'm able to, I'm right now, I have an espresso. If you're watching this on video on Spotify or YouTube, um, I had my espresso with some half and half this morning and I feel great. Weight loss. Okay. So I'm going to be coming on here and I'm going to be sharing updates with you, right? Um, why not? And if you don't want to listen to those, fine, but I'm going to be documenting this whole weight loss journey. I was 195 pounds when I went into Los Angeles um, in March 16th or 17th of 2020, the day that things got shut down. I left New York, my gym in New York. My fiance and I had an apartment in Los Angeles uh, after she booked the TV show Saved by the Bell. And um, we decided why not, why, why quarantine in New York in the cold when we can quarantine in LA in the good weather? I was 195 pounds. Um, and I told you in the first podcast how I gained about 10 to 15 pounds a month. Um, it was really bad. And I spent thousands of dollars on the best food in the world. Equinox, I mean, not Equinox, um, Erwan's in Los Angeles. The, I had a chef cook for me. It, it was crazy. So my, I went up in, to 275, which was crazy. 274.5, around 275. And um, I was doing everything I can to try to drop the weight. And it will fluctuate. So 
I would go on vacation or go on the road for workshops, fast all day, try to fast all day, um, or, you know, throw down plenty of espressos and then I'll come back and then I'll gain five pounds, six pounds. It was the weirdest thing in the world. Um, my thyroid was definitely having issues. I woke up with cold hands and feet each day. Um, and my energy, my metabolism was all over the place. So, you know, thyroid was acting up, but it doesn't surprise me because the tooth that got infected, um, connects to the thyroid and my adrenals, which was making me super tired. So when I, I took the weight, um, I've been trying my best to get down the weight as much as I can. So I wasn't two six, I mean, two seventy five, two seventy four point five, the day that I weighed myself for the tooth, I actually was down to two sixty eight that day. So from that day, which was two weeks ago to today, I woke up today at 264. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm going to go through probably 40 pounds, 50 pounds right before Christmas. I'm, I'm going to drop all this weight. I know. I'm, I'm not trying to brag. I'm like a fat loss expert. I haven't had a client that came to me that couldn't fix digestion, fatigue, depression, low energy, or weight problems. That's my specialty. But... <laughs> I just couldn't get my energy. My energy was gone. So I was like, oh, maybe I have to take a month off of work. Maybe I have to move back, move out of LA. Maybe I have to, you know, get rid of overhead from stress. I did all of it. Nothing worked until I took this tooth out. So I'm down to 264. And I, I think that I'm going to get through this without a problem because my energy is there. My discipline, which is one thing that I have to retrain, is, is, is coming back. So I will be keeping you updated on that weight loss now, things that I'm struggling with, number one, I would say mental anxiety subconsciously. I feel calm, but notice how much I created, how much anxiety I created for myself in three years. Um, so I'm confused because I will feel um, these last couple of weeks, I felt great, but I noticed that my brain I noticed the, the effects that my brain came. You see, when you do something over and over again, it becomes subconscious. So just because I'm consciously feeling better, my subconscious of my anxiety, my mental anxiety, is I'm, I'm aware of it now. And um, you know, I'm, as I'm writing the book, my editor is like, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, what's wrong? Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm good, I'm good. Um, I don't know what was wrong with me or at the moment when she asked me that, but as I started to dive deeper into it, I came up with a couple of things and I carried this notebook with me. Anytime these things came up, anything I felt or any side effects I felt, I came straight to this notebook and I just wanted to write it down so I can be able to keep up with all of it. Um, I noticed how mentally weak I became. I became soft. I became mentally weak. And what I mean by that is I allowed the fatigue to create so much excuses from pushing myself to become better. Now, I, I, when I tell people this, people think I'm crazy because my family thinks I'm so much of an overachiever. Um, and that's just something that's built in me subconsciously. But I know you ever do something you know you could have done better, you know, and then when you get credit for something, it doesn't even feel right to get credit because you know, like, oh, you like that? That was, I could have done better. And, 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 and you got to be careful. You don't want to be too hard on yourself, right? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying there's something more in me that I knew I can do and I wasn't doing. And um, I think one of the intuitions that I had is I wanted to dedicate the rest of this year to the book and to my health and figure out what was going on because I would go to workshops and I would meet all of you that came to those workshops. You're, 
you guys were amazing. All, each and every one of you, San Antonio, Texas, San Francisco, Chicago, New York, I, you guys were amazing. I can't tell you how much anxiety I had doing those workshops. I can't describe the anxiety level. Um, the anxiety comes from just getting a whole bunch of thoughts for me, getting a whole bunch of thoughts that play with the brain that distract you from the main thing that the main thing. So for an example, I'll go, let's just say I was in San Antonio. I had anxiety that I was going to be late when I was like an hour early, or I had anxiety that it was just these thoughts. How about if you're late? How about if you, it, it was like this nonstop chatter in my brain. And I would do my workouts, you know, I would do my high vibe walk, my med my active meditation, nothing. It was just, and then the anxiety, I'm just going to keep it real with you right now. The anxiety of having to show myself knowing that this isn't the best version of me. That was the most anxiety I can have. The most, 80% of my anxiety came from doing these presentations and going around the country is not being proud of my body. I'm just going to be honest with you. I had to take pictures with a lot of you. You want to take a picture? I had so much anxiety knowing that I was, I didn't want to record myself or take pictures of myself. That's why I didn't record a lot of these workshops of myself. I have highlights for one of them, but mm -mm, it was, I felt so embarrassed. I felt like a, I felt, even though I was doing, I was practicing everything I, I teach you on these podcasts and my, I didn't feel like I was wearing it. And that really bothered me. So the weight problems bothered me more and my energy problems bothered me more and my training problems bothered me more because I want to make sure that I'm setting an example for you. And I felt like even though most people got results and people love the workshops, I knew that it wasn't the best me. So we knew that we had Florida, Colorado, London, and Australia. We knew that we were going to be able to, you know, pull off workshops there. We had enough people who wanted to attend. But before I did Chicago, I had this intuition that I need to stop and I need to go kill this version of me. I, I need to go figure this out. And it was like, I, it, it, it was a decision I made that there was no negotiating. It's over. I, I got to go figure it out. I don't, I, I have to, it, it, I have to go figure it out. So I announced that Chicago was my last live workshop. And a lot of people wanted me to go to, you know, Florida, London, Australia, and I really want to go too, but I'm done. I'm not representing this version of me no more. It just can't go down and it's unacceptable. And I take hundred percent responsibility. I'm not going to play victim. And when I sat down and I made that decision, I got back from Chicago, I sat down and I I figured something out and I'm here, baby. So I'll see you in a couple months. When you see me in a couple months, it's going to be the version that I want to represent. So, so a couple of things that I had to do. Number one, I had to delete Instagram from my app. Now, it doesn't mean I don't have an Instagram profile. I had to delete the application of Instagram. Uh, the reason why is because I have to retrain my subconscious mind. My subconscious mind was so jumpy and jittery and jumping all over the place to the point where I'll be writing and then as soon as I need to think about something, I'll start and think. And it was subconsciously, I'll just pick up my phone, go to Instagram. And then I noticed one day I was, I, I, I picked up the phone. I think it was uh, last Thursday. I picked up the phone. I went on and they showed this video of this couple fighting, fist fighting on the elevator. It just came up on my feed. 
And then one of the couples takes out a knife. The woman takes out a knife, starts stabbing the guy. And I'm like, yo, why, why is this allowed to be on the internet? And it, it, it just triggered a flight or flight part of me and it affected me emotionally that I had to see that stuff. And, and, um, and I noticed a lot of my anxiety was coming from Instagram. I was getting reminded of this. I'm not saying for you. I'm saying this is what I went through. I'm just, I'm just a very honest guy. So my goal is to always just be real with you. I would just, I would just have, I would be reminded on if I see a video from another creator, I'm like, yo, you ain't make a video today. You got to go make a video or you made a video, but you got to get your video game editing up this, this video. This is how it should look. I was comparing, but I was also thinking about, I was being, it was just reminding me on what I didn't do or what I'm not good at because I'm very competitive with myself, not with people, I'm just myself. And then I would, it was just a lot of, I, it was a lot of information for my, my brain that was all over the place. So as I was watching more information, you know, if someone shares something with politics with me, for example, or sports or whatever, it was continuously adding information to my brain that wasn't serving me. So at the moment until I just need a good couple months, probably like I, I give myself at least 30 to 60 days of no social media as far as um, Instagram, because Instagram is the one that I go to. Now I'm a TikToker. <laughs> if you want to say that, um, I built a, a pretty big platform on TikTok. I don't have a problem. I don't go on TikTok. I mean, people ask me all the time, you see that thing that's trending on TikTok? No, I don't go on TikTok. I go do my lives, I'll post, but I just have, it, I don't know. I, I guess it never, I'm not a user of it. I'm uh, a, I, you know, I give content. I don't really take content from there. So um, that's still on there. And I really don't have a problem with that. It was the Instagram. When I went in my phone settings, I think 90% of my social media was Instagram. 10% was YouTube and YouTube all, if you go to my YouTube channel or my, my, my feed, it's all informational things. So I, I don't have any problem with that. So number two, I canceled all events and trips for the rest of the year um, to rewire my subconscious mind. Number three, I'm pushing my body. I'm tapping in with my body. I'm making my body very uncomfortable. I became weak. I started making excuses. And the excuses were probably valid, but they're, they're excuses today. I'm back. My energy's back. And I don't like this version of me that I built. I got a lot done in the last three years, but... Pfft, if I got all that done being this that version of me, I know I'm going to take it to the next level. So I am going to be pushing. I'm pushing my body. I'm, I'm making my body uncomfortable. I'm going, instead of a 45-minute hour walk, I'm going an hour 45, two hours in the heat. I want, to, I want to go right when it's hot outside, right when it's 97, 98. Now, I know a lot of you live in places that it's 115 and stuff. We don't get that in North New Jersey, New York City. But when it's hot, I go out. And I just I want to make myself uncomfortable. And I think that's one of the reasons why I wanted to leave L.A., I do one of the one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they become successful is get comfortable. I'm gonna make a whole podcast about that. Uh, another one, affirmations. I have to retrain my subconscious mind with affirmations. I actually been listening to a lot more audiobooks and I've been listening to monks. I know that sounds funny, um, but I've been studying monks and Buddha in Buddhism. So I'm I've been coming across a lot of Buddhists and I'm studying their philosophy. That's one of the things that called me is, I don't know, Buddhists to really get my attention. I feel like, I don't know, there's a connection there at the moment. 
I don't have a religion, but I think the concepts of discipline that they have, these monks have, I'm being called to, to learn from them. So that's what I've been doing. I'm digesting my thoughts. When these crazy thoughts come in my mind, um, I'm digesting my thoughts. Um, I notice that there's a lot of pressure I'm putting on myself. And the pressure is to the next level with this book. Um, I just, I just vision this book coming out great. Um, my book, the you, you never knew. And I don't know, I'm not, I'm not satisfied. And my fiance reads it, the chapters and I read it. I'm like, Oh, that's good. But you know, this better be good. You know, and it, it, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, uh, I'm digesting my thoughts. Where's this coming from? Where's this fear coming from? Um, where did the compulsiveness come from? Where did the doubt come from? Last is mental toughness. My character and mind became weak. Like I said, my character became weak. Um, just personal things in my personal self-development. I noticed that I became weak in a lot of areas and I am not a weak person. I got through a lot as a kid, got a lot through in high school, college, and even my career. Um, but I started to notice that just I allow certain things to bring me down because I didn't have the energy <laughs> and it made me weak and um, don't like it. Number two, subconsciously, I'm, I'm struggling with shame, guilt, and pressure. Uh, since I got my energy, I wish I did this years ago. And that's one thing that is coming up for me. And I know that I have to flip the coin on that and look at the positives that came out of this. Um, but it's also something I struggle with, just to be honest with you. I can't believe the weight gain and missed opportunities I had in my career. And that's one thing that's been really bothering me. Um, there was a lot of opportunities, like I said, interviews that I turned down that I was going to, you know, be in a tank top or, you know, just things like that. There was so many missed opportunities with content that I could have created. And I tell my clients and I tell people all the time, I think I'm good at, you know, motivation and inspiration and spirituality and health and nutrition and digestion and holistic health. Right. But I'm not trying to brag. I'm great at training physical therapy, strength and conditioning, muscle imbalances. I am great at that. And I don't mean to brag. I'm just saying I'm good at the other things. And my character just is, I'm just, uh, I feel inspired and motivated on even with no energy. But the thing that I'm great at, I didn't get behind the camera and teach because I would never, I said, I'm not going behind that camera and teaching anything physically with a fixed back pain, neck pain, how to strengthen, you know, the glutes, the hamstrings. I'm not doing none of that until I can go on there and and be someone who practices what they preach. And uh, so there's a lot of missed opportunities with content, information that I'm just not making until I get back to that point. And because I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Okay, the next one is going to be with energy, um, so much energy. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself to make sure the book comes out great. Uh, this great pressure and then felt numb for three years. So since I felt numb for three years, I'm looking back on my life and um, I'm noticing some decisions that I made and I'm like, I should have never did that. And I'm not, I'm one to be very cautious on what I do with my time and energy. But the more stressed that a person is, the more compulsive they become. And I started, I developed a compulsiveness to me that is, for an example, someone thought I was a gardener. And since they thought I was a gardener, because I, I drove a, a pickup truck, 
they thought I was I was coming I was coming to their house to do business with their partner and they thought I was there to cut the grass. And that day made me stressful and I did something very compulsive. I went to Mercedes at 5:30 p.m. and I brought an S class. And that decision, yeah, I made a lot of business and yeah, it was an amazing car. But I could have been smarter with that amount of money that I spent on that Mercedes. That could have that was like 2 years of freedom that I gave away. See that? So that's something I look back on like what the hell was I thinking? And it's life, you learn, right? You can't can't be perfect, but not just being honest, that's what I'm struggling. That's what I'm struggling with and I'm I'm retraining my subconscious mind. Number 3, fructose is a huge no for me. So even with the two stuff, even me feeling better, if I go in and have some grapes, mango, um even blueberries, strawberries, it is it is no good for me. My energy immediately drops, my stomach starts hurting, and I get liver pain. Now, I'm not sure if I I know I have fructose intolerance because anytime I eat even vegetables, garlic, onions that have fructose in it, I get the same thing. Um, n- n- you know, grains don't really, grains specifically, grain, uh, gluten-free grains don't really trigger me like that. They don't pull my energy down like that and things like that. But uh, fructose. 100% fructose. Now, I can eat other vegetables that have no fructose, feel great. Fructose. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe I've always had this fructose intolerance and I just wasn't aware of it. Um, but fructose is not my friend. Number four, I'm discovering myself again. Um, I can feel and see again. And I'm checking in on who I am now. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm learning about myself. I'm I was working so much out of survival mode from high levels of cortisol and fight or flight that um, I didn't have the energy or time to check in with myself. And now I'm just, I'm discovering myself again. I'm, I'm 30. I just turned 30 years old and I, I just went through, you know, these last couple, you know, days I've had the energy and time to meditate on who am I and what, what do you want and what do you want to do while you're here? So I had to create another pursuit of purpose. And when I go through problems, I'm not sure if you're starting to notice this, but when I go through problems and I'm learning about things or I'm reminded about things or I get results with certain clients, I come straight here and I tell you, I give you a podcast episode on it. So pursuit of purpose, that podcast. Yeah. Cause I was going through it. I teach my clients it and I did it so many times, but I had to redo it. And as I redid, I was like, I gotta, it was on my heart to share it with you. Protect your energy. Yeah, I had to redo that again. So I'm discovering myself. Number five, the sinus swelling was very, I didn't have, I had one day of ear problems in three years. Never a problem. I, I would have never thought there was a sinus infection there. After taking out the tooth, the sinus swelling was something I, that bothered me for a, about 10 to 12 days. And then yesterday I noticed that I was having a little bit of pain there. So I do go back to the dentist for a checkup next week. And I'm going to do another x-ray there to see what's going on there. I'm not sure if it's dying down or dying off. The bacteria is dying off and they're creating inflammation. I, I don't know. So that's one thing. And then I do sometimes get a, I, like three, four times in the last two weeks, I've been getting this ear pain. So those are things. Number six, a big thing that I noticed is I had a fungal die off for six days. So after taking out the tooth, I noticed that I'd done uh, a fungus or, or a candida detoxes before. Uh, 
And I went through a huge fungal die off, like six days out, you know, I'm not trying to be too, you know, disrespectful, but yo, there was probably like six days of just straight diarrhea. It was just every, everything, all these things were just coming out of me. It was all fungus. It was a, a, a fungi die off. If you go to Google and put fungus die off, that's exactly what was happening to me. So I did notice a huge fungal die off. And I, I, I was measuring it six days, but I say day four and five, whoo, crazy. And um, I took an antibiotics for only two days. So I didn't have any problems like that for the, from the antibiotics. Um, maybe it was something that happened four or five days later. I don't know. But I know, in my opinion, I think my immune system is no longer being suppressed as much from the amount of stress and cortisol I was going through. And now it's able to fight things off. So, and um, yeah, so that 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 kind of just died down on me and disappeared. So that is the list of things so far, two weeks. What I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be documenting um, probably like a weekly or monthly, I haven't decided, just to give you an updates on the weight loss and things like that. One thing that I have to do is retrain my subconscious mind, my self-image about my physique about my energy, about my mental attitude, my physical attitude, my body appearance, um, loving myself. I ha I'm retraining to do all that now because it, it was very shameful, guilty. So I'm retraining that. So I will be bringing you a podcast on things that um, have been working for me. But the goal is that as I update you on this weight loss um, podcast episodes, I want to be able to motivate you and inspire you to take action. Maybe there's going to be things in there that I'm teaching you that you needed to hear. It's kind of like us doing this together in a way. So yes, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. This is a long one. This is probably a long ISO podcast. I haven't done a long one like this in a long time, but I wanted to make sure I didn't miss any information. I will relink everything down below in the, in the description of everything I linked in the first podcast with all the references to root canals. But I also would link the Root Canal cover-up book that came, that I found for free. And on page 35 is where they have a summary of what Dr. Weston A. Price found in the blood work of people who did have a Root Canal. Just in case you just, you know, you want to be able to have that. Um, another thing I want to announce is that um, I'm not sure if you're on my tribe list, my newsletter. These last two weeks, I've been sending out uh, information about alpha-gal allergy, Gilbert syndrome. Uh, these are things that people can be struggling with without knowing, which may cause issues. Alpha-gal will make issues digesting meats, particularly red meat, pork, bison, etc. And then um, Gilbert syndrome is usually a gene mutation that can interfere with phase two of detoxification. And this is one of the reasons why people that try keto diet or high fat diet feel sick because they don't have the ability to detoxify as well and um, the ability to produce enough bile, to be honest with you, to break down all these fats. So, you know, their diet may be best on, you know, lower fat, more fiber, a little more protein and making sure you're very uh, good with um, assisting phase two detoxification. But I say all that to say, I give you all the information with these things in my newsletter. So any, if you're not a part of the tribe newsletter, there's a, a link down below in the description. My goal and my job with that is to continue to educate you through, through writing and send you references and send you information and inspiration about things as well. So you can join the newsletter in the description down below. And last but not least, 
I just want to always say thank you for those that have been leaving a review, rating the Be Great With Nate podcast. I think in the last week alone, we had a thousand subscribers from Spotify. So 1,000 of you subscribed or started to follow me on Spotify. That's amazing. Thank you. Um, we've been getting a lot more com um, reviews on Apple Podcasts and ratings on Apple Podcasts. Thank you. And I do try to take these and put them on YouTube. So for those that are watching this on YouTube, that just press that like button or leave feedback down below. Thank you as well. So if you haven't left a review, please do so, or even a rating. This helps the show a lot. And share this with a friend that you think that needs to hear this information, that maybe it's a father, your mother, a family member, friend, whatever, that you know you think that this can help. So other than that, I thank you for being here. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you spent some time with me, and I appreciate that. Peace.